All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. I have, out of some kind of like largely ignorant principle, not been wearing my Russian watch. Um, oh, okay. Because like I checked their uh, their social medias or whatever, and they haven't made a statement. Yeah. And like a lot of Russian companies have. And have so, they? Yeah, yeah. But like, but I think they have to be companies with a certain amount of like global authority yeah and so like if you are a, like a, one of the world's biggest vodka producers and you know that your your situation's going to be okay yeah then i guess it's probably safe and probably wise to denounce the war yeah because otherwise people will not drink your product i read this thing a couple weeks ago that was saying like uh like ovechkin was was like against the war or something or like against russia right but he wasn't Re- like what he said was like i don't want war but he was essentially like but it's my president you know like what do you do i guess like, I mean, yeah that's <laughs> he, a pretty safe stance yeah it? that's pretty diplomatic to yeah be like well, Gee, he, it's a bummer when people get hurt he wasn't even denouncing putin at all he was just like uh you know i mean you know my hands are tied <laughs> <laughs> the other thing though is like it kind of sucks that we require this like bozo who plays hockey to have some kind of it's true sage opinion about this thing that he he's not informed about and he just happens to be from there it's the same as like mila kunis being expected to have some kind of statement because she's ukrainian right and she's like obviously bad (laughs) obviously don't like she's like obviously bad obviously don't like and by the way here's i think she said 25 million dollars so she's like no way yeah she's making a her and ashton are making a giant uh financial contribution which is really cool but as soon as they do a bunch of people were like good we were wondering (laughs) yeah and she's like she's like well fuck you (laughs) she's like 25 million dollars do you know how much money that is that i just gave away (laughs) that's like a lot of money even for her yeah yeah and she says how like like um like apprehensive she is about spending money in the first place (laughs) i don't know if you've heard her on a podcast i have heard that um although i guess i mean ashton kusher's not exactly apprehensive about spending money um it would be really shitty if she wanted to make a huge contribution in crypto. That it was, would be... Yeah, I was going to say it's like crypto <laughs> cats or whatever. <laughs> oh, that would be terrible. Yeah, she had like a cartoon show that was funded by crypto. Is that what it was? Yeah, I think so. That's stupid. And it was, yeah, it was like you could watch it if you if you bought the, the currency and then you'd have the currency and you'd also be able to enjoy. I, I'm going to fall behind in, in this transition that we're making like socially i'm i already know that i'm not going to be able to keep up with the going understanding of what all this is it's not going away i accept that and more and more people are coming to accept it as a like a legitimate thing but i think that i'm just going to turn into a a foggy haze anytime somebody turns on the crypto chatter no i believe in you thanks buddy i think (laughs) i think you're going to be like it's just going to become like second nature to know what that stuff is you think so yeah i don't really know what money is though and that's been around for a long time. Mm. So yeah, maybe you won't necessarily understand it, but you'll start using it. Okay. And then you'll, by proxy, kind of understand it. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> it would be nice to go back and just like buy a bunch of it, though. It'd be nice to go back in time. That'd be cool. I mean, it is still like I think at a pretty decent low. If you want to buy a Bitcoin for like forty thousand dollars, I just lost interest. I just completely lost like money interest. No, nope. <laughs> I just lost all emotional interest in what you were saying. Oh, okay, sorry. No investment whatsoever, personally speaking. I'll, I'll try to keep it spicier. Thank you. 
thank you how are you what's going good. on how's your week good week uh week was busy again um a lot of like reading and studying this is basically like my break for the day and then i'm going back to like read chapters on hazmat i'm not like I'm not quite used to taking like standardized tests. Like even no. in my even in my schooling, it wasn't really like you had to like understand the facts and then do multiple choice for the most part. Like most of the fields that I was kind of in were more like feel it out. Write your understanding of this. Yeah, you probably haven't had to hit the books in a long long time. No, it's yeah, I would say it's been about not even like late university, which I graduated in 2011. So yeah, we got we got like probably like twelve or thirteen years ago. Oh yeah, that I was like doing studying, studying. Do you feel the musculature of that coming back? Were you a good studier? Were you good at standardized testing when you were younger? Because it was never my strong suit. I had this reputation of being a good student. Yeah, but it was in spite of my like always stressing out and doing pretty like middle on tests. I think I think I'm kind of the same boat yeah. there. Like I almost want to like watch videos and stuff on like how to study again mm -hmm. because i don't think i ever really did it correctly okay like and i think they would say like okay repeat back like what you just read or like rephrase it so that you show you can understand it and i'm like i'm usually just like no no no, i got it whatever and then like by the time i get to the end of the chapter i'm like oh i wish i did it then something they didn't do when we were in school and maybe they don't do it now although i think that it would behoove them to do it is to determine what every individual student's learning type is because everybody learns and there are different classifications for like what what kind of a learner you are whether yeah. it's visual or if like you're an auditory I don't, I don't even know what kind of a learner i am right but if they could find some combination that like uh optimizes how a student can receive information and then like channel that into the student we'd have a whole generation of of smarty arties and nobody would leave school feeling other right yeah yeah, and Did we just revolutionized the school system. I think we just became billionaires. Wow. Okay, we're like the dropout. <laughs> it's like Facebook, but for school. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a billionaire. <laughs> um. Great. Okay. Well. Good. Uh, good luck. It's going okay. Mm -hmm. Good. We're doing a weekend podcast while it pisses rain. We're do and and again. Uh, next weekend is probably going to need to be the same thing for me. I, like I definitely can't do Thursday. Oh, that's good. That's fine. That's okay with you. I got a couple right. more days off coming up too. Yeah. Uh, I've got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, so I'm just mellowing out. Nice. Yeah, maybe we'll just uh, stick a pin in it. Sure. Go yeah, why not? Got to hit all the important uh, notes this week though. Not yes, that there's a absolutely. lot of information to, in fact, discuss. What have you been watching since we last potted? Since we last potted, um, I started... What did we start? What did we finish? So we finished Pam and Tommy. Oh, is that done? It's done. Now. This week was the finale? Finale. Okay, I haven't seen the most recent one. Yeah. So that's all I have left. Not not bad. Okay. Um what else did I watch? Um I my my enduring opinion about Pam and Tommy is that it's insane they turned that into a series. Yeah, it is. Like let's remove the ethics conversation once again and just boil it down to the amount of story you had to tell. That is at most a two hour story. Right. It's actually a movie. Yeah. Um Beyond that, I, I don't know. I'm kind of drawing a blank right now. Well, it has been a while because it's been, uh, we normally record on Thursdays. I watched uh, West Side Story last Friday. Oh, what'd you think? I thought it was spectacular. Okay. Like really, truly the best Spielberg movie in over a decade. Wow. Okay. Oh man, it was good. And I don't have like a, a strong frame of reference for West Side Story. Right. I like know 
it's one of those musicals where you're like, you know, oh, the broad yeah, oh yeah, this song. Of course, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know it was West Side Story. Or like, sure. I think I have a DVD of the original one somewhere. So maybe I watched it when I was younger. But um, I just thought in every way it was like visually stunning. Yeah, I thought the performers were all like expertly chosen. It was somehow very fresh. Like it's one of those uh, stories that feels like it could have been written just now. Yeah, is it supposed to be current day or is it? No, it's it's the it's uh, like fifties or whatever or the sixties, I guess. Yeah, yeah, cool. Nice. And it's I will watch it. It's also not at all ashamed of being like a big time old musical. Yeah, which it shouldn't be, but sometimes these things are. No, yeah, I think you got to lean into it when you're a musical. You do any any hesitation about being musical <laughs> makes it a shitty musical. Well, and I think that you could apply the same logic to superhero movies. That's that's right. not my take but that like a lot of these dc movies seem to be a little embarrassed to be superhero movies right and marvel just leans into it and they beat their chest about it and they're the biggest film franchise of all time so we started watching spider-man last night spider-man spider-man and we <laughs> it's I, not uh, ned spider-man it's uh, i i uh started falling asleep so we had to pause it okay and we gotta pick it back up today this is where i've where i'm going okay I, i'm waking up at 6 a.m. and I'm going to bed at latest 10 p.m. I get it. Did you like what you saw so far? People love this movie. I still haven't seen it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I was like, I, like I was kind of fighting sleep mm. to be like, maybe I should, but then Jen would look over and I was, my eyes were closed. Maybe I'll go to the theater in the next couple of days and finally watch this thing. Yeah. I we, didn't, I didn't see Licorice Pizza. I still want to talk about that with you. Yeah. I still haven't seen Belfast. I think we're going to watch that tonight because mm -hmm. it's on demand. Are, are the Oscars tomorrow or no, no, next week? Uh, March 27th. Okay. Yeah, not for a little, you got a little time. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. I corrected myself on Coda, right? I, yes, I, you did. And the other one that we haven't talked about at all that I'm kind of curious about is a Norwegian movie, or maybe it's in French, but the filmmaker's Norwegian. It's called The Worst Person in the World. Yeah. What? It, who is that? What is that? Uh, nobody. Okay. <laughs> we don't know anybody because it is a foreign language movie, and so okay. it's not front and center, but everybody says like wow this is really special and it's kind of like a dark gothic romantic comedy okay i think all right yeah single female that. protagonist and and her history of of being unlucky in love gotcha yeah okay norwegian i bet alex has seen it maybe i think it's in french if i'm not mistaken Still probably seen it yeah i so i'm continuing my um for whatever reason my 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 journey through being somewhat fascinated by J.D. Salinger. I don't know how this... Yeah, this is an ongoing thing. Is this an... is chapter three. It, it is chapter three. Um, I'm about halfway through Catcher in the Rye, which it turns out I had never read. Um, and I, I really like it. I feel so bad for, for Holden. And then I started watching this movie that I didn't know existed called Rebel in the Rye, which is like a J.D. Salinger biopic starring Nicholas Holt. And there's... Oh. It's, it's like got a crazy cast like sarah paulson and victor garber is in this thing and zoe deutsch right. and nicholas holt plays jd salinger he plays him okay i guess it's a little one note I, I decided there's two reasons why this movie from 2017 which is not that long ago and has like a lot of famous people in it is a movie that nobody's ever heard of and the first one is that it's not very good it's really not very good okay and two it heavily features kevin spacey as a super nice guy and it came yeah, out that's a tough in tough latter one. 2017 yeah <laughs> and so they're like yeah we're just gonna like blow past this one mm -hmm. um studio wasn't really uh, going to the media machine after that and i'm gonna hold on to my previous uh stance which is that this guy is just a, a lousy dude jd yeah, salinger sure. just like a like a shitty person right who wrote a couple of good books yep and this is the biopic about that 
But that's the what makes the story uninteresting and frankly not worth telling is that right. he like had all this ambition, got successful, resented it, and then got mean to that everyone. Was just a dick. <laughs> got mean to everyone. <laughs> that's a bad last chapter of your life. It sure is. I became mean. Yeah. Yeah. What, what was the thing that they were saying on Armchair Expert? Uh, someone was like a a good friend of, I think it was J.D. Salinger. Well, are you talking then, about like, when they had uh, Zoe Deschanel on recently? And they were talking about how her name is Zooey, like, like as in Franny and, but nobody pronounces her name that way. No, I don't know if it was that. that I, who's, that's who she's named after, and that's why her name is spelled that way. Oh, crazy. Yeah. I, I think I think he was talking to Chuck Palahniuk. Oh, yeah, okay. It wasn't a bad podcast. It no, was I pretty, listened to that one. It was, it was yeah. decent, but... He was much more of a sweetheart than I expected him to be. Yeah. And I think I've heard him on other podcasts before, but particularly with Dax and Monica, I was like, oh, he just seems so nice. Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, I'm not stressed about anything. And that's, he talks about that a little bit that like sometimes people are disappointed when he's not this like dark psychopath. Right. That he's just kind of like a middle-aged person. Yeah. Yeah. He's not like uh, wearing like black t-shirts and just breathing intensity. At one point he referenced his own story Guts and it turns out he can't even like say the name Guts without me feeling like I might pass out. Have you ever read that? No, um, <sighs> but I think you were the one who told me about it. Did I? I think years ago you were like, you know the story Guts by Chuck Palahniuk? And then have... you told me what happens in it, and I think I got woozy. I must have read it like 15 years ago. But... And I remember at the time being like, is this going to be something that I remember for 15 years? Because if it is, I don't know if I want to read it. And I, I think was kind of like scarring. It. And he yeah. says that the thing about it is that people pass out. Like when he reads it in theaters, yeah. like six or seven people throw up in the hallways yeah that's that's kind of crazy to me but that's a power yeah that's power that not many people have have wielded responsibly yeah i think it's one of those things where like you know they say that about movies and stuff too yeah like you can't get through this movie people are passing out and screaming Remember passion of the christ yeah it was this whole thing that like a bunch of like old blue hairs were passing out in movie theaters yeah well what was the most recent example of that Oh, it was like uh, they were doing it for um, House on Haunted... No, House on Haunted Hill. Hill House. The Haunting of Hill House. Okay. Um, That's not gruesome, though, is no. it? No. And people were like, you're not going to be able to like sleep at night. You oh, might yeah. pass out while you watch this. It's like the scariest thing Netflix has ever produced. No. And it was like a, a, a like kind of like horror thriller with a lot of heart. <laughs> yeah. So It was like a family drama yeah. with a ghost in <laughs> yeah. the house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's so bizarre. I, so I watched I watched that, and then I watched this really sweet movie called How It Ends, which you can see on Crave right now, okay. and it's like the epitome of an indie movie. It stars and is written by Zoe Lister-Jones. Okay, not familiar. She has a lot of uh, friends in high places, because this movie is polluted with people who you and I are like hyper aware of. Okay. It's just like the whole thing is, the idea is that it's... Uh, the world is ending comedy. It's an apocalyptic comedy. All right. But the context is that nobody's freaking out about it. Everybody yeah. knows an asteroid's coming. You can see it in the sky. Anytime they do a wide shot, there's like an asteroid in the horizon. Uh-huh. Um, and she's just walking through her neighborhood. The plan is there's going to be this cool party happening tonight. And she's just walking across town with this little girl. Not a little girl. She's like a teenage girl. And pretty early on in the movie, it's established that she is her but younger and she's just having like it's a two-hander oh, so she's like walking with her old self with this like metaphysical embodiment of gotcha. her teenage self okay. and and it's a it's a comedy about self-love like the clearly they don't love themselves but they love each other right and so that means they do in fact love themselves and, yeah and while she walks through this town it's also the epitome of a pandemic movie she just like walks past nick kroll and they 
chat for a while oh, and then later interesting. it's rob hubel and they chat for a while and um all the all the it's sunny guys and like it's tons of famous people when did it come out i don't know kind of recently i guess i remember when she was on marin about it and i got around to watching it and oh. it's sweet what's it called again it's called how it ends how it ends yeah okay I'm into it. I I want to watch that. That's a worthwhile watch. I watched. Uh, I rewatched American Pickle. Nothing new to say there, except for no. that it actually doesn't hold up. It was funny the first time, and I don't care anymore. Yeah. And I watched half of Free Guy. Yeah, you couldn't make it. I will finish it, but yeah. I, about halfway through, I was like, okay, that's enough for now. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think it was awful. Oh, you did watch it. I did watch it. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was like fun enough. I do think it's pretty awful. Yeah. And it's not that it's not like well made in terms of competence. Mm-hmm. But it is just so cynical. Like the existence of the movie is like, it's so of a machine. And it seems so happy to to not be, frankly, a piece of art at all. Right. Oh, it's, definitely. It's if The Matrix starred Deadpool and also he gets to have like Captain America's shield in it. Like, yeah, it's yes, it, 100%. Yeah, that's 100% what it is. But so I don't think it's healthy for um, our brains i don't think it's good for the world that it exists i don't know that it's harmless either but whatever i yeah i i I think you'd be giving it too much credit to to um say that it will have any sort of impact on anything made a lot of money though it was a big hit yeah but like i don't think it's like gonna be that much of a rewatch no no i think it's just kind of it was like necessary for the box office that week i think it was good for stars like jodie comer yeah. To, to be in a movie that was the opposite of The Last Duel. Right. So, like, she's diverse and, like, she could, for all we know, in 10 years be like Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. She's so great. Right. And then, like, Taika Waititi is in it as well. Also, like, not in one of his finer moments. No. But it's good to be reminded that he exists. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds doesn't need anyone to remember that he exists. Right. Certainly not that he exists in this tone and form. And who are the guys that, yeah, which is kind of standard yeah um who are the two guys that work in the game shop so again? joe keery who is the dude from yes from stranger, stranger things. things yeah who I, th- I think he's really great and then i don't know the actor's name he's a you see him around more and more he was in uh, he was in the mindy project right as like yeah her brother and he was he was in the the dropout he was in the first episode of the dropout wasn't he's, he he's absolutely in the dropout yeah. he was in uh, he was the dude in britney runs a marathon yes so like he comes around now and then yeah um and yeah he was in the dropout i I just didn't think it was like a very worthwhile movie but i watched it because i had heard that sean fennessy really hated it and then he and some of the ringer people recorded a commentary and so i listened to their podcast while i watched this movie oh and that didn't make the movie any more enjoyable but it it made it it provided some context yeah you also must have felt way more cynical about it while listening to that commentary sure yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's doing the opposite <laughs> of like if you just want to turn your brain off and like have a decent time this is like the antithesis of that it's just not what i do i don't watch that and i don't say this to uh sorry i don't mean turn your brain off like i just mean like no it's okay it's to an say action that. movie yeah i just tend not to enjoy turning my brain off in that way if i want to turn my brain off i just rewatch a movie i love yeah yeah and i'm always i'm always in it for like I used to rewatch movies all the time. Now I'm like, what haven't I seen? Fair enough. I got things to tick off. But you don't do the letterboxed. 
But I don't do the letterbox. I love just, seeing that number get bigger. It's every more of a time weeks. thing. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I get a little a little rush. Like, ooh, I'm better than than 888 well, people. Well, I feel like I'm so far behind. Like mm. you've you've done so many of them. That's true. And I'm like, <laughs> how would I ever catch? I'd have to like dedicate weeks to just the free, the free guy director Sean uh, Levy. He also Levy. He also directed uh, a good portion of Stranger Things. He mm. is officially, as of yesterday, going to direct Deadpool 3. And so he right. and Ryan Reynolds are are a unit. That's good. He's kind of like the director's version of a character actor. He's just like a real working industry professional. Put me where you need me. Put me where we need He's And you'd recognize him, too. He may have been an actor in some things. Okay. Hey, um, um, did you finish the after party? I have only seen the pilot of the after party. Oh, I thought you I thought you followed along with it. No, I I've, I've been watching Search Party. It's yes. impossible not to get these shows confused. No, I wasn't confused about that. I just thought you might have also been watching the after party. No, I will watch it. Okay. And now that they're all out, I find that a little bit easier. Cool. Yeah. I won't give anything away, but We're in the final season of Search Party and I think if you haven't seen this show, you could be fooled into thinking that it's like a high caliber show and it's not. Right. It, it was like a TBS comedy. Yeah. Like. It's actually, I mean, like, I'm invested, and I think the people in it are funny and talented. Okay. But I think the show is really sloppy. And every season, it's totally different. It right. has a completely, they and at the end of every season, you think that, like, well, this is it. Like, how are they going to get out of this one? And then they just do, and then they <laughs> just wash it away. I feel like Alia Shawkat is kind of, um, kind of embedded with that that thought that like it's it's more high concept like in anything she's in it it's almost like oh well, this kind of like you know strange right. actor who is in arrested development is involved that's well and when this show was ending last year there were some think pieces about how it's this like comedy that everybody slept on and actually it's a searing indictment of millennial culture and it's yeah. really brilliant and it's not no. it's preposterous the fourth season she is a uh, prisoner, like she's been abducted by a, basically a stan who followed her murder trial. Oh. They just moved past the murder trial season, and now she spends a whole season in a bunker, and then that ends, and now she's just like not in a bunker, and she right. is back out in the world, and it's just insane. You kind of thought you were getting like five seasons of Kid Detective. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you wanted. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, so that's that's not very good. No, I didn't keep watching uh, uh, After Party, although I intend to. Mm -hmm. I have this need for shows to all be out. Like even Ted Lasso, I don't want to watch a 20-minute show week by week. Yeah, that's and fair. So that was my idea about How I Met Your Father, which is now officially on Disney+. Plus. Mm -hmm. But they're going to put them out week by week on Disney+, Plus, yeah. which is insane because it's getting its sloppy seconds from Hulu. The right. show is already all out. The whole yeah. season came out. Dump them on Disney+. Plus. Don't Dumb. pretend that this is appointment a, viewing a now. new thing yeah, yeah. jen is uh, all over it yeah she loves it she liked it but she already watched them all she well yeah she continues to to watch them all i see okay on disney oh no she said she's seen them all but i think she's doing a rewatch now on disney plus gotcha pete davidson is going to play himself i'm in <laughs> well <laughs> it's uh we're kind of going back to the I hesitate to use the Louis comparison, but it seems like it's going to be that. He's going to gotcha. be himself in a comedy about what it's like to be Pete Davidson, and it's produced by Lauren Michaels. Mm. And my first thought when I saw this headline was, well, the King of Staten Island already exists. Yeah. But I think this is going to be a little quirkier than that, and it's going to be a series. Gotcha. 
Yeah. What are what are other examples? I mean, like even oh, for a while everybody had one. Yeah. And now, like Dave is kind of the Dave current is, example. Dave yeah. is kind of the go-to. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I'll watch it. I think. Yeah. Of course we will. Yeah. I mean, we'll check it out. Probably give it my ass. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. He's been uh, really? he's been absent from SNL for a couple of episodes, including Mulaney's, which was a surprise. Yeah, we were talking about that. I think his um, I don't know that he's necessarily busy with other stuff. I think he's just like, can we let this die down? Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, except for that, he and even Kim looked okay in the conversation. Right? They weren't getting the the bad press that was no. kind of surrounding them. Except for that, then this week she said a shitty thing about about working women hard. not working hard yeah. enough yeah yeah that was uh and so still pete is coming off the best of out. the three of them yeah which really speaks to them yeah <laughs> more than anyone else right but yeah i think it's just staying out of the spotlight yeah i i think at this point just not calling attention to anything is, is what he's wanting did you watch the obi-wan kenobi trailer no i didn't oh it looks pretty good yeah yeah there was another trailer too uh better call saul I don't, I don't, we're no. not watching that. You no, don't, no, no, but still people are talking about it. Yeah. I mean, there were a bunch of trailers in the last little while. I, I guess I haven't seen many of them. Obi-Wan looks good. Any takeaways or spoilers where you were like, oh, they're going to do that. That's what's going to happen. It was a pretty well-made trailer in that it didn't really serve us anything we didn't know already, but gotcha. it, it certainly implies that it's going to be worth checking out. Okay. Um, It's going to be a fugitive show. Nice. Clearly the Empire is hunting down Jedi's in general, and specifically Obi-Wan Kenobi. And we hear a little Darth Vader breathing at one point. We don't yeah. see him, of course, but we know that the show is going to be built around a climax that reunites Obi-Wan and Love it. the recently turned Anakin Skywalker for the first time in several years. And so that's going to be really cool. And like, he looks good in it. He still looks like insanely handsome in it. Like, I don't know what's, what's going to happen to Obi-Wan in this series that's going to get him more to looking like Alec Guinness. Yeah. But like, he's still ridiculously pretty Ewan McGregor. I, I've been, every time that commercial comes on that stars Ewan McGregor in it, and he's like, we always buy things. Like, it's all about buying oh, things. Oh, sure. And, yeah. And he's like. It's, that's just a train spotting uh, meta spoof, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess so. You're yeah. you're probably right. Like, fast cars, drugs. Yeah. Like, Choose <laughs> life. on it all. Yeah. Um, And he ends up, but then it goes to like, no, you need experiences. And it's like, okay, this is an Expedia commercial. Yeah. I wonder how you get those experiences. Oh, you fucking buy them. Right. Why are we saying that like you're you're trying to come off so like anti-capitalist? I have started to notice this in things and not to bring it back to, frankly, Search Party or J.D. Salinger, but both of them <laughs> kind of have this tone of, in the end, of like, yeah, but it's better to not like live your life for money and to just like swear off having a job and like, yeah. and don't like like live on the grid or work for the man. And it, I, all of them neglect this very important factor that you'll die if you do that. Yeah, yeah. You're going to require a lot of assistance yeah. if you're planning on not doing those things. Yeah, it's really frustrating when millionaire movie stars are like, don't care so much about money. You need to yeah. care less about money. 100%. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I start to get cynical. Florence Pugh is going to be in Dune Part 2. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like it. Well, this means something to people who are big fans of Dune the book and know yeah. who the character is. Yeah. But given that we're just hoping they put more Zendaya in part two. True. Bringing in like another star just seems to muddy up the works to me as she, much as I love Pew. She's really she's really got like a, a 
type of acting that she does, the Zendaya does. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's all very like, and I like it. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's why people love it. Cause it's like very like facial expressions. She's very annoyed all the time. She's always annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Even in Spider-Man, she's always just kind of like above it all. She's kind of like sarcastic. And and that's basically what she is in, in Euphoria too. Yeah. I kind of got that. Yeah. Um, Malcolm and Marie, her other vehicle that went nowhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's more than annoyed that. in that. Yeah, she's pretty angry in that. Um, the the meme that kind of came out about uh, the Madonna tryouts with with Florence Pugh, yeah. Julia Garner, and who's the third person? Uh, I don't know. Somebody I don't know. But the yeah, the meme is like, I want to see the tryouts. I don't want to see the movie. <laughs> yeah, I want to see the HBO series about what a train wreck the making of this movie was. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be like. This next Emmy season is all, well, I don't know, throw Julia Garner in there and maybe it will be. Yeah, but as much as I like her, I find that she's like making weird choices. I don't know if they're the right choices. Obviously, like Ozark was really good for her star. Yeah, I don't think Inventing Anna was. Well, except for that Netflix is like, hi, this is the most viewed thing ever on Netflix. (laughs) I swear to God. Which we say every month. Yeah, I know. Isn't that annoying? Yeah. I, I refuse to believe it. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's impossible. Can I make an observation about you? Yeah, I, sure. I I think that any anytime we talk about the Batman, mm-hmm. you don't say it outright, but there's a subtle um, uh, thing about you where you resent this movie and you think it's going to be bad. Maybe I do. I was. I, I think was, you have an attitude about the Batman that most people don't have. I think the reason for that is because post bail, I was kind of like, just not. I knew that DC <laughs> was making these movies, and I just wasn't. I just, I don't know if it was, like, I'd had my fill, like, I, you know, went to see, like, Batman forever through right <laughs> through Dark Knight Rises, and I was like, whoa, I've seen a lot of Batmans, and then I, I went back and watched the Keaton ones, and then obviously, like, Ben Affleck came in, and I just had no interest there. Yeah. And this one... Did you give it a, a chance, though, or the movies just no, weren't your... Like, no, the thing about Ben Affleck is that he was great, it's, yeah, it's but there's just so little of it. Totally. And it's so like packed with other stuff that doesn't interest you. I think that, that yeah, like it it came down to like, if everyone loved it, then I would have seen it. And where I'm going with this is like, everyone is loving this new movie, comparing it to like the Bale movies. Like it's- And the Keaton movies. And the Keaton movies. Yeah. So yeah, people are- People are loving it. Like I'm, I'm in to see it. I think that we're all, and I put myself in this as well. We've been like brainwashed. We've been retrained to view these superhero movies as if they're franchises, a part of a bigger universe or whatever. And so our first instinct when we hear about Matt Reeves, the Batman is to ask, how does it interact with Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman? Like, okay, but like, is this a Henry Cavill verse? And, mm. Or like, it's, it's, or the Joker. Like I, I mentioned the Batman to you last week and you're like, okay, but what, what about the Joker? And it's, I think it's just a movie and they're going to do yeah. another one. Cause I, it's I a big I don't think hit. I thought there was any tie into the Joker. No, but you did say DC's making these movies. Yes. And they're not, I mean, it's a Warner brothers movie. Um, I th- like, okay. D- so D- this is like, just like Luke, like back to when Bale was doing it. It was a yeah. Warner brothers movie. It wasn't like a DC joint. And there's no question that, the existence of Superman v. Batman, Dawn of Justice, and Suicide Squad, and the Justice League Snyder Cut and all that, clearly that was trying to follow what Marvel did, but tonally different. Like, mm-hmm. look, what if we do the biggest crossover event of all time? More people will come to the theaters than ever. But 
I think the buck stops there and they were unsuccessful. And so now they've decided that uh, making really good character arcs out of individual characters in DC is probably the best way to do it. And Batman's good. And also he has the best villains. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So I guess in closing, <laughs> I will see this movie. Yeah. I didn't see the Joker because it was just straight up like depressing is what I've heard. So. Yeah. And it's not a Batman movie. Yeah. And it's not a Batman movie. Right. Um, but you can see how like, the, you know, there's been a steady stream of Batman and you could kind of lose your appetite for. I think you could. And I don't have a lot of hard opinions about Batman, really. Although I, you know, I like the movies that most people like. Mm-hmm. And Christian Bale is like a you know, a generational talent. There's no yeah. question. But like, was he one of the all-time great Batman or were those movies just really good? I think it was the movies were really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. He was. Yeah, you're un, right. You're unoffensive. right. It was, a, it was a Nolan movie. Yeah. It was I a think that's Nolan I movie and he was unoffensive, but he was rarely the best part in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I did like how jacked he was. Oh, sure. I could appreciate that. Yeah. Nobody evolves their physique quite like Christian Bale. That scene where he just falls that like it looks like he's about to do a face plant and he's just doing push-ups mm-hmm. like he just goes from like full stand to push up i guess kravitz Great. is really good in the batman people are are quite yeah. taken by her i love her i think she's so cool i saw something that was like zoe kravitz came on screen and a girl like automate uh, audibly moaned did you see oh, that nice yeah that reminds me of when that girl bit through her retainer when killmonger came on and <laughs> <Black Panther. laughs> yes and he bought her a new retainer that's incredible i totally forgot about that i love that all of this to say uh the green uh they greenlit the 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 penguin series for hbo colin farrell gonna star as the penguin in a tv show oh which already they're franchising this thing right well i was gonna say see this this makes me like more like put my guard up because they are kind of making i don't know if that's mcu or or maybe it is maybe it's like hey we can wandavision this thing right or if it's just entertainment in general they mm-hmm. have to turn everything into as broad and as far reaching a big thing as they possibly can yeah. especially if there are now receipts to show how lucrative this can be right and i i guess colin farrell's good and the penguin is interesting there was already a show called gotham which essentially was the penguins show yeah i think so it was for sure really oh yeah it was just all about i mean all it, penguin yes it started as a jim gordon show okay ben mckenzie yeah and like there was this little Oswald cobblepot and he like had big aspirations of being a gangster. And he essentially like Walter White's throughout the show and becomes this like really powerful bad guy. And that's, that's the arc and they do Joker and they do young Bruce Wayne and like they build out a Gotham universe in the show Gotham. But yes, he's the consistent uh, arc through Gotham is, is penguin. He is like the big bad through the show. Right. Huh? Okay. Um, weirdly cheering for Colin Farrell. Sure. Like, I want him to, like, for some reason, get famous again. He had a good Hot Ones last week. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I think there was an idea, like, 10, 15 years ago that he was an asshole. And I'm not sure what that's based on. But I I think he's great. I think it was just based on, like, his alcoholic days. Where he probably, like, he said, like, he was, like, barely conscious. He's, like, a pretty boy party boy. He wore silly beanies. But, like, he, he says he doesn't remember filming, like, Miami Vice. Right. Which is crazy. Yeah. Like, well, I think a lot of people don't remember filming <laughs> different versions of Miami Vice. Sure. Uh, yeah, no, I, I like him. And I, I'm a part of those. Uh, I'm a part of the crowd that wishes they had never switched off of him as Grindelwald. 
I think, mm. like, because they kind of started with that, and then yeah. they went to Depp, and now they've gotten off Depp, and it's Mads Mikkelsen. And so, if it had right. always been Colin Farrell, that only Fine. would require a modest rewrite of a script written by somebody who's not a screenwriter, and now we shouldn't keep having to write <laughs> movies anyway. Right. Um, I think that would have been better. Mm. In in short, just redo it with Colin Farrell. <laughs> just, no, don't start over. <laughs> don't make more Fantastic Beasts. The third of those movies is maybe on the horizon. I'm starting to see trailers for that. Yeah. But the last one was so bad that I don't know if I'm going to rush out to right. see it. Um, a, I think you probably heard about this yesterday. They're doing a Billy Joel biopic. I did not hear about this yesterday. They have greenlit the Billy Joel biopic, but they don't have rights to the music, his likeness, or his name. Oh, this is going to be a tough get for them. So it's going to be a, like a thing about a guy named <laughs> Bill who plays piano, but other songs. <laughs> Even the piano part might be a yeah, little too close to... Right. He just He's from the Bronx. He plays the tuba. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the, the BJ story. <laughs> I love Billy Joel. I have for my entire life. But this sounds like... We haven't gotten all the pieces together. Maybe he's just holding out. Like he yeah. wants, he wants a better, a better payout. To... I think he sold his catalog. Like oh. Springsteen sold his catalog for like half a billion dollars last year to Obama when they started doing the podcast. Right, yeah. That's how they <laughs> formed the deal. The Obamas needed to have the Springsteen catalog <laughs> for no particular reason. I think Billy Joel did it too, but not for as much money as Springsteen, which surprises me a little bit because I think maybe his songs are. He probably has more hits like that are radio hits than Springsteen. Yeah uh yeah it could be like more like classic hits like uh jukebox type songs totally more disposable songs still well. rock and roll to me man that's a good song it is a good song yeah that's how i learned what white wall tires are yeah <laughs> See, educational too <laughs> that's uh, yeah exactly exactly um i think that's all i got oh unless you want to talk about the jesse smollett sentencing oh no what happened there so he's going to jail for okay five months but what's What's really cringy about it is that the so the judge tore a strip off him oh. on TV, <laughs> like Dude, called him a total life. narcissist. He's like, I've never seen anyone ruin their life in such a spectacular way as you. Wow. <laughs> and the guy, he just sat there, sat there and took it, which is fine. He's he made a point of saying like, I disagree with your your uh, character assessment. Yes, but I respect you, judge. Thank you. I respect the jury. He was like quite composed. Mm. And then he stood up in his final remarks. Uh-oh. And he's like, I am not suicidal. I want to be very clear. I am not suicidal. If anything happens to me, oh. it wasn't me. Like he thinks he's going to get it, Epstein. Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. No, no you're, it's not the same. Yeah. This is a very different. Oh, I am not, he said it like eight times. I'm not suicidal until the judge was like, okay, get him out of here. That's a sign of just mental unwellness, which I, I'm sure everything he's done to this point has Pro- been a sign of probably. Mental but I mean, it, the judge is right. It's one of the most spectacular falls from grace. And like he completely orchestrated the whole thing. Yeah. You can say now. Right. Yeah. That's, that's extremely rough. I don't even know if I'd know Jesse Smollett to see him. It's also another one of these things where Subway is like, man, we didn't ask for this. Like Subway has got like a long history of just being like indirectly involved with stuff that's embarrassing. How? So it was part of his like little uh, hate crime hoax that like he had just come back from Subway and he got (laughs) and he got attacked while he was holding a foot long sub. And that was part of the story the whole time is that he was like holding his sub while he got beat up. Right. Yeah. Uh, And Subway is just like, man, not again. It doesn't have anything to do. (laughs) Uh, They should have done the. Back up, back off, get your own sandwich. Oh, that would have been so good. <laughs> would have been a good callback. He could have just used it as a talk show story yeah, to bolster his right. fame. That's all he needed. Let's talk about shows. Okay. 
Uh, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to recap the dropout if you want to put me on the clock. Yeah. I just figured that you would rather recap winning time. You're so right. Yeah. I, I, that, man, is winning time up your alley or not? It's it's a perfect uh, <laughs> perfect show for me. I think so. Uh, okay. Yeah. This is, uh, this is the Amanda Seyfried Elizabeth Holmes TV show on Hulu. I'll recap the pilot episode of that. Okay. And we're going to recap it in three, two, one. Uh, Elizabeth has uh, aspirations of being a billionaire, just like her hero, Steve Jobs. She goes into school for like bio uh, technology or something. Um, and she wants to start a company and she wants to drop out following the pattern of her hero. But she really just has like outlines of how she wants to do it. She starts a company, she gets rejected. She starts another company and she uh, gets a bunch of rich people on board to give her funding like Naveed, Naveed Andrews uh, from Lost who becomes her sugar daddy, kind of, I think. Yeah. There's also other stuff in there about how like she is an outcast at university and she has no friends really. Yeah. And she probably gets sexually assaulted at one point. And, yeah. And then she... She meets him in China on an exchange where right. she's like the only one taking the exchange seriously to she, like really learn Mandarin. She's also sitting in her car and her car just gets shot up at one point. Yes. Oh my crazy. God. That was terrifying. <laughs> I know. And so then she goes back to her little workspace, which she's rented. At this point, she's told Naveen Andrews, uh, you're too old for me. This is weird. Never contact me again. But then yep. she calls him because she needs some comfort. Right. And yeah, it and it is kind of creepy that he's like... Well, I couldn't figure like, out exactly... I love talking to how you. How <laughs> old is he supposed to be? Because we go back to 2001 when she's 19. Yeah. And obviously, we're not going to spend the whole series where Amanda Seyfried is playing a 19-year-old. Right. So I figured, well, they just younged everybody down so that it... Because we know Naveen Andrews has been, he was in Lost yeah. in 2001. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's 45 at least. Yeah, and so like maybe we're just supposed to accept that he's 30 okay. and she's 19. Possibly. And maybe that's still the case and that's still creepy, but it was kind of hard to get a feel for that. And when she said, I'm 19, this is weird, I was like, oh, I guess it kind of is. Yeah. Um, but it's important to say also that this is like the famous Elizabeth Holmes started Theranos girl. And so right. my big issue with the show, as watchable as the pilot was, is that it's constantly sympathizing with this person who in real life you cannot sympathize with. She's such a con yeah. artist. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like I'm watching, I'm watching the show being like, was she actually onto something? Like, well, did she like, like all of her plots and stuff, everyone buys into it. I don't think that she went in with the intent of like pulling the wool over everyone's eyes. But like, she was delusional and she did lie to people. Yes. Yeah. But not in the first episode. No, right. but they build in this backstory about how her dad got screwed over because Enron was a was yeah. a, a hoax, and so yeah. like that's an interesting parallel. Right. And so maybe she's going to exact revenge on capitalism and, yeah. and do the same thing. And then there's the thing where she gets assaulted, which um, and and people don't believe her. And right. then she has this complicated and relationship her, with her mother, who's like a tough person, but her mom does believe right. her. And so and she like kind of knew, like like was trying to warn her that you know men are not necessarily to be trusted men will take advantage of you yeah but then she like the famous thing about elizabeth holmes is that she takes advantage of men mm, she pulls one over on who all are us. all fools by the way who is this like professor who leads this chem study who just looks at her little her little doodles and he, he's like okay i guess she's like did you uh didn't you have a chance to invest in yahoo and he was like i did and yeah. don't i regret that every day of my life so and i feel so, like that was sort of predatory on her part too it absolutely was. I think another issue is that this show, whether it intends to be or not, is a great comedy. It's like a satire. Yeah. Like the 
The episode is called I'm in a hurry because she keeps listening to that country song. I'm in a hurry. Da, da, yeah. Da, da, what? Which was fucking song? hilarious. Yeah. Every time the song came on and she like does this weird like psych up dance to it at one point. Yeah. When she's like just about to kiss her Steve Jobs poster. Yeah. I was like, this is a funny show. And maybe it's because Amanda Seyfried is low key one of the funniest women in Hollywood. Right. The, yeah. The other thing is, is. It kept playing. I don't know that. why I said woman, by the way. I just one of the funniest people in Hollywood. I think she's incredibly hilarious. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the the other funny thing was it kept playing that song, but also it was interspersed with like all of these like early two thousand ninety or early two thousand like indie like maps would play and like or steal my sunshine or, yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah you're right yeah they did have some weird <laughs> ones too but also like LCD sound system and just like kind of cool like sure yeah like kind of a cool soundtrack with some cool needle drops but then yeah just some super corny stuff at sense. one point she's in the doctor's office with her mom and the doctor leaves for a sec and she's like mom i'm considering becoming sexually active yeah it's like, this is a comedy <laughs> yeah why is she she doesn't really talk like that when she's young but no. she talks like that when she's she's like are you this not, are you not super schooled on the whole elizabeth holmes thing because i've no, like watched I'm, the documentary I'm, no i'm not even in the least you super would feel more it. conflicted about this show if okay. you knew who she really was okay yeah because right. like this character is like not elizabeth holmes who's a sociopath oh no i super don't know i all i know is like she ran like a bogus company yes and to the point that, that she was, was that. like the world's youngest billionaire or something yeah um so she has a completely fake voice. And the Steve Jobs thing is like, that's why she drinks green juice and wears black turtlenecks and um, has this deep voice. Like she's told at some point, I guess, that men are believed more, which is true. But her way of Getting <laughs> interacting with that sociology is deepening her voice. And there's this fascinating wearing a mustache this fascinating clip where it's just like from a radio interview or whatever and somebody's talking to her and then she forgets to put on the fake voice and so you hear her regular voice oh and man, then she so turns weird. it back on and it's but the voice She's like is uh, so yeah i think uh, <laughs> and her eyes are scary like there's something really like soulless about her her look mm. and again i don't mean amanda seyfried i mean the real elizabeth holmes oh who was supposed to originally play her kate mckinnon Kate McKinnon. This, oh, she would have been good too, I think. Yeah, but this is better. Yeah. 100%. The other the other problem is that something that's still happening is the Jennifer Lawrence Adam McKay bad blood Elizabeth Holmes story. Oh, I don't know this. This is a movie. Which should not oh, exist. Yeah. I mean, that's too much Elizabeth Holmes. Right. So so they have bad blood against the the T V producer. Uh the her the story about her is famously called Bad Blood. It was like a, a journalistic novel. Uh, oh, okay. about her it's called bad blood because her company the whole idea is that you can run infinite blood tests with one drop of blood right um as somebody who's gotten blood work a lot of times you can imagine how awesome that would be how right. revolutionary that would be yeah. but it's impossible it's right. not real well here's the thing okay there are some <laughs> all right they're, they're excited to see where you go with this. they're actually tell me your brilliant idea i'll no, invest it's not an idea okay. it's it's uh it's reality <laughs> no the um they're like Abbott, one of like the biggest pharmaceutical companies, actually has these new like they they created um, wearable technology to see your your blood sugar, like eyewear. Right. Um, but they also now have like different versions coming out. One that can can measure your um, your like the your BAC essentially. Yeah. So it can tell you exactly like where you are on and now. I, I think for legal reasons, they couldn't say that this is a reliable 
device for like you know if you're because my glucose monitor can act up a little bit and be like a couple points off too right so um but there's that and that can be the difference between life and death for some people 100 percent. yeah um but there's uh there were a couple other things just like wearable technologies where you wouldn't have assumed that's actually my glucose wow that's the ding dongs of my yeah, glucose monitor knew. going off it as knew. we as we speak um but you can you can kind of see how like that road isn't entirely out of the question. The road of like wearable technology. I to guess tell you that's how she convinced people because yeah. her idea is like a box that you have in your house. So you don't have to go to the doctor's office. Right. And her, <laughs> yeah. and her mom is afraid of needles. And she's like, mom, you'd never have to go to needle again. And she's and her like, mom just starts bawling. <laughs> I was yeah. like, You're a cartoon character. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's, it kind of sounds like that. Uh, there's that, there's that, uh, what's his name? Tom something, Tom Segura. Mm. He's like, he has this whole bit where he's like, my friend, he's, he's like, oh, I'll make this invention. And, with, uh, you know, with this invention, like, you don't have to use a microwave. Your your food just gets hot. And mm. you go like, oh, my God, that's an incredible invention. Like, it only takes, like, a, a tenth of the time. Like, how are you going to do this? And he's like, oh, well, I just need someone to make it. Right. And he's like, oh, well, you're not an inventor. You're just an asshole. Exactly. <laughs> so that's what what she is right she's like i've got this crazy idea this crazy ip that just isn't is a an idea that if someone took she could probably say hey i had a patent on that right and yeah there are lots of comedic examples of people who are delusional to this degree yeah but she was able to trick a lot of people along the way and she also convinced a lot of people to lie on her behalf Mm. and so they had like people coming in and writing huge hundred million dollar checks and she's like yeah it's we're like one test away from perfecting this thing and meanwhile people in the lab are like their hands are blown off because they can't get the technology to work right right never even close to got off the ground right like it's not like they came close and they just weren't able to clinch like they didn't have the start of an idea of how to do this (laughs) wow (laughs) but she was a billionaire for a while and and now I think, I don't know if she's been sentenced, but she has been found guilty. Yeah. And in the meantime, she's gotten married and had a baby. And so I, some people like to suggest that she did that to get a lesser sentence or like to get some kind of like home sentencing. And I don't know that like putting Elizabeth Holmes in prison is the answer. Is the baby with that dude? No. Uh, okay. No. Different guy. I think that guy's also a criminal now. Yeah. On the record. <laughs> I'd imagine. Yeah. I like Naveen Andrews, by the way. I kind of feel like yeah. after Lost, a lot of those people who spent six years on a network show, like when those shows were still huge stars, huge stars. I think they just got really used to living in Hawaii and they were like, I think I might retire and take the odd job. But like, I don't have to not live in Hawaii. Right. I kind of made money at like peak network TV time. So that's uh, why we don't see like Jorge Garcia anymore. mm -hmm. Or you sometimes see like Dominic Monaghan, but like those guys are all set for life. Right. Evangeline Lilly noted anti-vaxxer. Yes. Took a took a dark. Yeah, turn that's there. a bummer, right? It is. Yeah, I liked her a lot. Yeah, she was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Holloway. That's another actor who. Josh like, Holloway. I've often like, thought, like, why don't we know that guy? Like, in more things. He gave it a go, though. You know what? I think Timothy Oliphant eats his lunch every day. Oh yeah. 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 He he'd have to have Timothy Oliphant uh, <laughs> taken out in order to be a consistent working actor again well part of me wants to say that quentin tarantino would never put josh holloway in one of his movies but i mean if he loves csi and american idol maybe he loved lost 100 very possible 100 percent. yeah anyway do you give the dropout your s yeah i mean i'm interested to know more about the story 
I don't know if I'm going to watch any more of it, but like if I had all the time in the world, I probably would. My problem is I think the show is well made and I think she's really good in it. Yeah. Um, and so I am kind of interested and I've spent a little time investing in the Elizabeth Holmes story. I have an ethical problem with it again because I think that this woman in real life is shitty. <laughs> Right. Um, I don't think it's going to continue making her look good the whole time. <laughs> I, I guess not, but they have now laid a foundation that I wasn't interested in. Mm. And like if it was a fictional thing or if it ended with her having like a crisis of faith and doing the right thing, right. I would think this is great. Yeah. But like I, I don't want to spend any time feeling bad for Elizabeth Holmes because in actuality, I do not. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. But yeah, I'll give it my ass because I think they set out to do a thing and they did it well. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Yep, definitely. <laughs> I'm in a good mood today, I guess. And yeah, there you go. Good yeah, mood us. That's right. All right. I will put you on the clock so you can recap. This uh, this came out faster than I thought it would. Yeah. Uh, winning time. Yeah. Okay. I kind of thought we were still like a year away from that. And then I looked at the shows this week and I was like, oh shit, it's out. Mm. Winning time. The rise of the Lakers dynasty. You can recap that in three, two, one. Go. So Winning Time highlights uh, Dr. Jerry Buss, played by John C. Riley. He's about to buy the Los Angeles Lakers in the 80s. They're about to draft uh, a draft pick, which ends up being Magic Johnson. They are just trying to, to romance him the whole time. You know, they know that Larry Bird's going to the Celtics, and there's a lot of heat over whether they should pick him. Also, he's trying to get money together from all of his sources to actually buy the team. He's kind of a really charming guy, former chemist, ends up making <laughs> happen and uh magic ends up is he actually like a former legitimate scientist because they do keep calling him dr Dr. bus i thought that was just a thing like i told jen that that he wasn't a doctor like right people just called him dr bus but he was a chemist he actually did do that stuff i don't know if he's like legitimately a phd doctor but i think he is he doesn't he seems savvy like as a businessman but he doesn't strike you as like i don't want to say like a nerd (laughs) <laughs> like, no, no, he's, that's, I think that's why he's successful because yeah. he gets along with, he's a people person. Clearly. Like he, I think that's what the whole dinner is trying to show you where like, you but know. But not everybody likes him though. It's not like he's able to just like schmooze with everybody. Well, the like pe- this other Jerry hates him. Well, and I think that's why. Yeah. Because he like, like Dr. Bus is like kind of a, a good time guy hmm. who can kind of recognize what other people want. Hangs like, out at the Playboy Mansion somehow. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, get to. Uh, get magic a cheeseburger like we need to like you know we're we're eating with a 19 year old here he doesn't want like fancy fish and, right. and gravy yeah he wants like a cheeseburger so i'm gonna get a cheeseburger too and that like so the rich dude can't stand this he's right. like this is not our way you know and and our way also tends to be like kind of the racist way which you find out at that dinner too yes and so my understanding also is that like steve jobs he's just a bomb ass marketer yeah, to, to the 100%. point that he almost like P.T. Barnum, like he turned this industry, which like had its fan base, I guess, but was really bare bones. He turned yeah. it into entertainment. Yeah. And so he I think that's what the show is. It's like, well, hang on. How come we don't have like rock music and fried food and like girls dancing? Yeah. And like fun shootouts and celebrities sitting front row, like every Laker game and NBA game in general should be a party. Yeah. And that is what that's what professional sports and arena sports has become. And so right. he kind of revolutionized that as an entertainment fixture. Yeah. So it's all about like the building of the Showtime Lakers. And we've got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who's notoriously uh, kind of a tough cookie in the 70s. Like not, not, I didn't know this. Not cool with media. Like although he was in Airplane. Yeah. Not really cool with media. Wouldn't give, you know, he's a, 
he was kind of like a staunch activist and like didn't want his words twisted and like didn't even really get a lot. Like he was kind of like a hard character with his teammates and stuff too. Like, I didn't know. I th- kind of thought Kareem was famously uh, gregarious. Jovial? He's no. like mean to a kid in this. Yeah. Like, remember when he wrote an episode of Veronica Mars? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think he's, I think he's come a long way. He was in yeah. an episode of Dave. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen that episode, but okay. I saw that in his IMDb today. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's part of it. He's the other biggest superstar. And then they have, um, who else? I guess those are kind of the, the main This guy, Nixon, guys. he seems to be a bit of a foil for magic. Yeah, who I'm not familiar with at all, Norman Nixon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they end up basically, you know, winning several championships they, down the road. They have a showdown. As, as the Showtime Lakers. Yeah, they have a yeah. showdown. He gets, yeah, you're really supposed to feel bad for magic in that, in that whole Well, he world. talks He's, to magic like, like magic's just like some country bumpkin who isn't good enough to play with the the big boys but that's clearly not true because like he's he's signed the second most uh lucrative deal in nba history at the end of this episode yeah um where by the way does he rank among the goats is he like a top five he's top five for sure yeah yeah Yeah, he'd be like it'd go like jordan jordan lebron Bill Russell, Kareem, Magic. Okay. That's probably... Yeah. So you got the fourth and fifth player on the Showtime Lakers. Right. Um, Why do you keep saying Showtime Lakers? Did I miss that? What does that mean? So that was like... They... They... uh, It was kind of just their their style of play. They called... And I think maybe Jerry Buss like popularized the term too. Like it's Showtime when we're out here. Like he was making a spectacle of it and that the team was like super entertaining. Oh, right. And this series was supposed to be called Showtime, Showtime. but that doesn't work because of networks. So they called it winning time, which which is is a lame name. It's a lousy title. Yeah. Rise of the Lakers dynasty is pretty good. Uh, Sports wise, what is a dynasty? It just means a team that wins every year. Uh, Yeah. A team that's had like multiple wins in a row. Okay. Like, or yeah, like I guess, yeah, I, I would say like championship seasons. Notably, the opening scene of the series is, I mean, we, we eventually flash back, but this is kind of the way these shows go. We start midway through the show and then we flash back and he's at the doctor's office and he gets the HIV news. Yes, that's right. That's where everything starts. And yeah. Michael Jordan's like on the cover of Time Magazine and stuff and he's just kind of reading it and he gets into the car with this random dude who I'm assuming is like his agent or maybe his best friend or something. This dude just starts bawling. He just starts crying. Yeah. That must have, what year would would that have been? 91. 91. So we yeah. don't remember that, but that must have been. Uh, oh, my, you can watch documentaries on it. It was crazy. Like, so. People must have really like blackballed him. Like he would have been. People. So he, he took a year off. Yeah. And then came back. Yeah. And when he came back, people were like, you know, we still weren't fully understanding AIDS or guys in the, it, that didn't want to use the same washroom as him. Didn't, that was, that was when yeah. the, the, if you have like and it's still a rule like if you have an open wound like you know if you get elbowed and you're bleeding a little bit or something or you cut your right. hand or something you got to get off the court well and that's not always homophobia either but no, like like no. I, I i can see how that would have been the the fear like around the same time it was like big news that princess diana would like hug somebody who had hiv right yeah yeah exactly so so that was a like a big thing and like like i think like you know larry bird famously like came out when magic was back wearing like a magic jersey under his practice jersey yeah and like hugged him and stuff and they were like the biggest enemies to start out and then so they like, showed support that must have been a big uh 
That's a good integrity move. Yeah. 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 And, and there's like a documentary on magic and bird, which is its own thing too. Cause they like came up through the university. Larry Bird's around. He's hovering around that top five too. Yeah. He'd be, he'd be top 10 for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He'd, yeah, I'm not exactly sure where I'd put him or where Bill Simmons would put him in his book of basketball. I would just say Bill Russell is not as much of a household name as some of these other names. No, definitely not. He, but he's got 13 championships. Yeah. And, or like 11 championships in 13 years. It's gotcha. crazy. crazy is, it, is it a charisma thing? Maybe he just wasn't as big of a celebrity? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. He He's like, he was, he was not as like, like if he had Magic's kind of personality. Yeah. It would have been. Also, it was earlier too. The kid that got playing Magic is really great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the guy they have playing Kareem was also awesome. The likenesses are good, but also, like, the acting is really good. And John mm-hmm. C. Riley. Like, I think we have to take a sec to consider what this show would be if it was Will Ferrell instead. Yeah, um, I can't really imagine. It's hard to imagine. I mean, John C. Riley has a probably just a better pedigree as, like, an actual thespian. Yeah. He's not exactly doing something new for John C. Riley mm-hmm. or for TV in general. Just these, like, kind of degenerate, charismatic people who get really really successful yeah um or or also like the uh nick offerman like being in bed with like a bunch of like models and like topless women or whatever right. <laughs> we're seeing that an awful lot lately too yeah um but he's good in the show john c yeah. riley obviously also like for context uh genie bus is now runs the lakers so his daughter who he's talking oh. with at the booth. so i think you're kind of supposed to be like oh ha, ha. like so that's also part of the dynasty then yeah yeah, I suppose like there's so it was like it was Jerry and then his wife and then his daughter, I think. There's like, a whole kinda. thing where she's like, I want to come work for you. And he's like, yeah, but you're just like a little girl. She's not yeah. a little girl. She's like in her 20s. But the idea is that how is she going to get any respect? Right. And Gabby Hoffman's there, who's like an older woman who's yeah. not getting any respect at all. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of all a part of it. Yeah, too. Is, is, and I think like Dr. Bus is supposed to be respecting her a little bit more than her well, he does he, he, he tells her that when she comes into the room she like wheels the bar cart in because that's all like yeah. a lot of these guys see her as and he's like and a guy's like give me a gnt he's like get it yourself this is the woman who put rock and roll in arenas right yeah 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 it's good cool story i mean i don't know how much like adam mckay can kind of go back to the well with the like ding this is basketball. I thought that <laughs> like, too. Yeah. You know, like, okay, we're, we're really, this big. is who we called the Donald in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it's Donald Sterling who famously is like the most racist, uh, right. Yeah. Uh, owner and, and lost the, the Clippers a couple years back because he made such or like crazy. What was the other Jerry's name? Jerry, Jerry West, Jerry, Jerry West, Jerry, yeah. Jerry West, Jerry West has never been happy. Yeah, like these yeah, funny yeah. little little graphics that come up to right. play context or whatever. Which I right. didn't know about that. At it all. feels like the Big Short or Vice. Yeah, um, I don't know if there was like a ton of that. I guess in in Don't Look Up, but you're right. It has a Adam McKay quality in that sense. Was it was it put on film or is it just like a yeah digi- it was. a digital quality? No, it was, really it, looks it, like it, film. It was done partially on like I don't know if the whole thing was on film, but definitely a lot of it was. The texture of it is like. It's cool. It's quite prominent. Like, yeah. Like just blank walls are fuzzy. Right. But yeah. uh, I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. I liked it. Do you give it your S? Are you like, from someone who like doesn't like, I, I don't know, wouldn't wouldn't care as much about basketball or like. I really like basketball 
as entertainment. I yeah. I can really enjoy watching basketball. Nice. I do not care too much about the history about or the, the, the culture yeah. of like of how it came to be. Is it still interesting um, to a non a non uh, like I don't know? Sure, because it's kind of a tale as old as time, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, you know. And I've, I've, I've enjoyed other sports-related drama. Totally. Um, and it's well-made and it's charismatic. I don't know that I care enough, but I, yeah, I give it my ass. I think, I, I think I'd be silly not to. It's obviously of a high quality. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I have any more things to say about it. Could have had Bo Burnham in it as well, but it, it's not going to. Yeah. I thought about that. And I wondered if part of it was like, we also kind of want you to be able to like, like play basketball. Maybe like that can be a deterrent for some people like famously Wesley Snipes and, and white men can't jump like was not a good basketball player. And it made the filming of that. Oh, interesting. Difficult. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think that Bo is funny and he's white and he's really tall. Yeah. And I, I mean, there's, there's other tall white guys. And he's I from guess. Boston. Oh, that could be a factor as well. Although he, Larry Bird's from Indiana. So. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know any about uh, any of this, but, uh, Oh, there's also another Adam McKay thing. Not that he invented, direct address but there's a lot of like fourth wall breaking yes some of it's kind of cute and other times you're like all right let's get on with the show yeah i know yeah. i know yeah it doesn't have to happen at all here no but it's good and you give it your ass i do yeah i do yeah i will say like i don't know if i was expecting more out of the first episode i didn't find it like super exciting no it was just like huh well i i'm getting a little bit tired of 59 minute shows yeah. there are exceptions like i'm never bored during succession i wish it was longer every yeah. single week right but for the most part especially 59 minute pilots i'm like let's hurry this up yeah. i really think we can't we can cut some stuff out of it yep yep totally is the ringer super excited about this show yes like it must be all they can talk about well, it's like Bill Simmons specifically is yeah. like we're doing recap pods on the prestige podcast and like house and i are watching every episode right yeah i thought it was pretty good yeah uh there's gonna be a new i am legend movie yes i saw this and it hits very two two very important uh show show check boxes for us yeah we've had a history of of talking about michael b jordan yep and and trusting him a lot yeah no i mean i do mm-hmm. i do but my thing about michael b jordan is kind of like i think you need to get your own sandwich bud like yeah i, I kind of totally. think that he's like his reviving i am legend is n- maybe not the right career move mm-hmm. I don't especially know. where he's already kind of revived the rocky series exactly yeah yeah but it's also going to have will smith in it and he has said he was going to leave it alone they weren't going to do any more i am legend and then he saw a script he really liked and it involved i don't know i guess junior right right yeah so he's smith is gonna have to get super jacked again mm-hmm. man did you ever see i am legend I I don't know that I did. It's a pretty good watch. It's kind of scary though, right? Yeah, it's like a zombie movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe. I mean, I, I saw King Richard, right? So you Saw King Richard. Maybe I do trust. We're a couple weeks away from seeing if, if we will be trusting Will Smith going forward. I think he's going to get... I think he's a heavy favorite now. I think he's going to get it, yeah. As we move toward it. Mm-hmm. But well, I, ha- I have the Oscar uh, list in front of me here. Let me just pull that up really quickly because I'm, I'm starting to try and allocate um, what my predictions are versus what the odds on favorites are mm-hmm. and what I think could be dark horses. Okay. And I think one of the more interestingly fluid categories is best actress, which has been like All over almost everybody has had an opportunity to lead that race at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we've done a full circle and come back to to 
Kristen Stewart. I still think it could be Kidman, and I kind of think Penelope Cruz in Parallel Mothers is a dark horse. But then there's Jessica Chastain, who won the SAG for Eyes of Tammy Faye. So that category is really wild. Mm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, best best actor. Benedict Cumberbatch could be. Andrew Garfield could be. I think it's not likely to be Denzel, and there's no chance it's going to be Javier Bardem. Mm. But Will Smith, absolutely possible. Best director could be Kenneth Branagh, could be Jane Campion, could be Steven Spielberg. Could be uh, the director of, of Drive My Car. I can't pronounce his name. Steven Spielberg getting, a, getting another Oscar would be pretty crazy. Yeah. I feel like people kind of want to see it. In his sixth decade. Yeah. Yeah. Although I don't think he'll get it for like the remake of a musical. No. I mean, it would be a little irritating, I think, if a movie that won Best Picture in the 60s won a major yeah, Oscar again wasn't in the, in the completely 20s. Wasn't original. Yeah. No. no, I know. I know. But uh, the Oscars do love to be historical. That's true. I will say, uh, having seen West Side Story, Ariana DeBose was stunning, mm. I think. And that's one of the, like, the runaway categories. I don't think anyone else is even coming close. Hers is pretty much carved in stone. And, um, and she was fun in uh, <clears throat> SNL. That made me like her. She was great, but I was surprised to see her host. Yeah. She doesn't seem to have no, the star she, power for it yet. She doesn't. She yeah. doesn't have a household name at all. But is that's how you get a household SNL name. SNL on tonight, by the way, it is, right? uh yeah oh sure. zoe kravitz i think is hosting tonight oh cool yeah love that right what did you think of oscar isaac i thought he was fine he wasn't in it a ton he was he was down for it though yeah. that's what i that's what i thought was cool he was like doing accents and well sometimes it's just refreshing to see somebody be silly like yeah, it was the same right. thing with willem dafoe like he does these silly voices and wears funny wigs or whatever right <laughs> I thought I actually thought the janitor skit at the end was one of the funnier skits mm. where he comes in and starts reading I loved a story. It. And it's like a <laughs> yeah. horny story yeah. with Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Yeah. And I said, hey, girly. <laughs> <laughs> we were laughing very hard. Yeah, I think that was my favorite one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, well, we'll see about I Am Legend 2. Yeah, we'll see on. if Michael B. Jordan can, can save that sinking ship. We're on pause for trusting Will Smith. <laughs> No, I still don't trust Will Smith. Well, we don't trust him until yet. we trust him. Yeah. No, that's right. I certainly don't trust him today. Mm-hmm. Yes, n- lack of trust. Never trust Will Smith. Smith. Not necessarily a legend.